This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. You know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door's supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, what up, what up, what up? What up, though? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins. I appreciate you taking time out your day to listen to the latest episode of the show. Today's episode, we will be previewing the University of Virginia Cavaliers traveling to take on the Louisville Cardinals. Virginia is 5-2, and two, while Louisville is 4-3, and 2-2 two and two in the ACC, while UVA is 3-1 and one in the ACC. Before we get started, always got to salute the sponsors. Salute Able Insurance. Able Insurance is not only a sponsor of the Ballhawk Show podcast, but they are also a sponsor of The Walkthrough. If you haven't seen any episodes of The Walkthrough, you can go to AmarHawkins.com and you can not only get the actual uh, episode that you see on Twitter and also on Virginia Sports TV on YouTube, but you can also see bonus footage exclusively available at AmarHawkins.com. Go to AmarHawkins.com. You can get anything I do in front of the camera, whether it's with my man Damon Dillon at CBS 19, on uh, a walkthrough episodes with bonus footage. You can also get any of my podcasts as they upload right there to amarhawkins.com. So go check that out, but make sure you go to aberinsurance.net for all your insurance need, home, business, auto, life, any type of insurance, Aber Insurance. Also, if you're looking for a property to invest in, you're looking to upgrade, if you're looking for anything in the real estate business, holler at my man, Connor Murray Realtor. Go to Connor Murray Real Estate on Instagram and go to Connor Murray Realtor on Facebook. So, Let's jump right into it. We got to go ahead and preview this game. I know everybody's excited about the Wahoos traveling on the road yet again. Uh, we on a two-game losing streak when it comes to road games. We we opened up our ACC play on the road and defeated Pitt. And now we got to go to Louisville, a place we haven't won at. And it seems like it's going to, you know, it takes a lot of firsts this season. You know, first time we beat Pitt on the road, first time we beat Pitt. Now we got Louisville. Um on the road. And this is going to be a tough task uh, because I know their record is four and three, two and two in the ACC. But when you look at them on film, you look at the numbers, it's impressive what they can do on the offensive side of the ball. They average 33 points a game. Um, They played uh, Notre Dame. They played Wake Forest, which is a good team. Um, Clemson limited them. And, you know, Clemson's a top five team. So, you know, you should be able to see that, but they still can threaten you. Um, they also give up 33 points a game. So 
you know, they're like a fast break team. I like to press you. They're willing to give up points. They're willing to give up the two so they can get three of this is basketball. So they don't mind getting in a shootout with you. If you want to see them and you want to scout them and just to get the crux of what I'm saying, go watch that Wake Forest game. They don't care about a shootout, and they can put points up in a hurry. Um, when you look at them and their rushing yards a game, they average 216 rushing yards a game, um, 191 yards rushing they give up. They average 239 yards rushing, I mean, passing a game. And on the flip side, they give up 261 yards through the air. Uh, total offense, they average 456 yards of total offense per game, but they give up 455 yards a game. Conversely, the Wahoos average 31 to their 33. The Wahoos give up just 19 to their 33. The Wahoos only average 109 yards rushing to their 216. We give up just 96 yards rushing a game. We pass for 240, so we win in that area. Uh, we yield 174, win in that area. We win, We lose on total offense game, and we win in total offense yielding. Well, we almost yield 200 less yards a game. Louisville, you know, we cut right to the chase. If he had quarterback, they don't know who they're going to play at quarterback. They had Conley, who's a freshman. Cunningham, who we saw last year as a sophomore now. Um, and we saw Jawan pass, I think, last year. So, uh, But the two quarterbacks they're looking to play is Cunningham and Conley. And even with the inconsistencies at who's going to play at quarterback or the play in which they feel like they've been getting, they've still been explosive. So that's scary. Um, and the one thing that really jumped out to me when we talk about their quarterback, usually when you talk about quarterbacks, it's like, well, the receivers got to be suffering. But when you look at their receivers, you got Tutu Atwell, 35 catches, 546 yards. He averages 15.6 yards a catch. Then you have Fitzpatrick, who has four over 450 yards. He averages 19 yards a catch. Then you have Dawkins, who averages 20 yards a catch. Ford, 18 yards a catch. Marshall averages 26 yards a catch. That is explosive. That means they are getting a lot of one-on-one coverage, and those quarterbacks are putting in the spot to when they finally can catch it, they make huge plays. And everything starts with Hawkins, their running back. Hawkins is a 5'9", 182-yard, 82-yard, 82-pound redshirt freshman. And when I say that boy is lightning in the bottle, he can go. He can definitely grow. go. Um, he's rushed for over 100 yards four different times this season. And um, he even rushed for over 100 yards versus Clemson. And that's a huge feat. And the reason why I said that's a huge feat is because he snapped a streak of 27 consecutive games for Clemson without allowing a 100-yard rusher. Clemson went against Alabama. In those 27 games, two times. And no 100 no yard rusher. Uh, I want to say Lamar Jackson was a part of it. Was he a part of that too? 27 games, that's two years. I mean, I guess you got to factor in some games this year. Maybe it happened after Lamar. But anyway, nobody ran over 100 yards and he did it. That says something. He has registered three consecutive 100 yard games at home. They got a they got a stat line in their in their media notes for him, basically saying like when he's at home he's unstoppable. 
Uh, let's see. It got a. I had it written up. Basically, his how impressive he is. Okay, Hawkins has rushed for five hundred and forty-six of his seven hundred and fifty-one yards and averaging one hundred and thirty-five yards per game in his first four home contests. There you go, right there. Basically, they say when he at home, he gonna eat. I know they played Notre Dame at home. Uh, they played Eastern Kentucky at home, Western Kentucky at home, Boston College at home, Clemson at home. So they ran for 240 yards versus Notre Dame. That's a legit defense. It could be first game of the season all you want, but he ran for 122 against them. I give you Eastern Kentucky. Oh, they and Western Kentucky. No, 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 no. Western Kentucky, they went there. They went to them. Um, but Boston College, that's a good football team. Wake Forest, that was on the road. But Clemson, but still, we got to stop their running game. I don't want to talk. I don't want to bore you to death. But we got to stop their running game, man. They get out there. And, and Hawkins is a very good back. Diminutive, but he's a slasher. Has very good speed. Runs behind his pads. And they do a good job of emphasizing the run, first game of the season versus Notre Dame, 249 yards rushing. Eastern Kentucky, 322 yards rushing. Western Kentucky, Kentucky, 206. Then versus Florida State, 124. Boston College, they ran for 236. Wake Forest, they ran for 225. Clemson, 156. So just going, just stand on this running, rushing theme. They ran the ball 47 times versus Notre Dame, 38 times versus Western Kentucky. I mean, Eastern Kentucky, 50 times versus Western Kentucky. 47 times, 44 times, 44 times, 43 times. So, in other words, they coming downhill. They running the ball at least 40 times at minimum. Unless we give, get them to get a lot of three and outs. That, that, but they're going to stay running the football. The most they've thrown the football this year was versus Boston College. They had 34 attempts through the air. But other than that, 28-20. Uh, 17, 28, 34, 25, and 22. They're going to run the football. Point blank, period. Whether it's with their quarterback, whether it's with their running backs, they're going to run the ball. And then as soon as you try to pack the box, they're going to attack you outside. That's just what they're going to do. So our defense is going to have to be sound. And in the secondary, you definitely got to be sound. You can't be low to sleep. Play action is going to definitely play a role. So it, it, it has me wondering... Are we going to be in our 3-4 look? Or since they have three receivers, they usually always showing three to four receivers. Are we going to play our 2-4-5 look like we played versus Duke? Now, our linebackers did a hell of a job. But Louisville comes downhill between the tackles. So do you want to, you know, keep Juwan there, two-gapping? Or would you rather have the threat of having speed to defeat blockers and get to the speedy back and also protect yourself if the quarterback keeps the ball and they start throwing. So it'll be interesting to see what we do in that aspect on the back end. Me, I think we'll probably give the same look we gave versus Duke. It just depends on the down the distance. just depends on, of course, the formation. But um, I, I really think Louisville is going to feel like they got to spread this out because, of course, Bryce is not there. And, they, you know, they're still going to try to attack attack us. But I think Louisville is going to attack us in the scenes with Tutu Atwell. 
He's going to run a he, basically he's going to run the routes you see Julian Edelman run for the New England Patriots. A lot of mess routes, whip routes, smash routes, anything to get him in space to get him the ball right now. They're going to see, oh, we're going to play man to man. Are you going to put Brent Nelson on two two at will, or are you going to play some type of zone where you're going to have him pass it to a linebacker that's waiting on the other side? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to give us a two safety look or one safety look? What are you going to do? Because they feel like they have the advantage when it comes to 2-2. Rarely will you see, I mean, even Bryce Hall was playing, he'll have a tough time keeping up with 2-2 Atwell because he's that fat. Like, he's a little jitterbug. And they give him a two-way go. They give him option routes. So, in a sense, you got to play some type of combo zone and roll up to make the quarterback hold the ball. And that's where the pass rush comes into play. If we could get home with just four, and we do use that two four five look with Snowden and, and, and Taylor on the outside backers as the ends, stand-up ends, if we could just get home using four and run our games and allow those guys to get their hands up because you would think with the rotation of the quarterbacks, they won't be as, as accurate when it comes to finding the different holes. And you want to see if they can be consistently accurate. The one thing you don't want to do is blow coverages to where – it's just like throwing pat and go, and there's a lot of room for error. You want to make him throw in tight windows. You want to make it timing. You want to make him feel like he has to get the ball out right now. And I think that's where that could come into play to where it's like going against Georgia Tech when they ran the triple option, and then when they finally passed, they wanted to gas you. That's Louisville. Without going in the triple option, they're going to spread you out, run the football 40 times, and when you try to pack the box – they're going to throw it to their big receivers. Oh, I didn't say how big they were, huh? You got Seth Dawkins, who's 6'3", 218. You got Dez Fitzpatrick, that's 6'2", 204. Justin Marshall, 6'3", 212. Devontae Pete, 6'6", 213. And then you got Tutu Atwell, who's 5'9", 153. So you got tall avatars, and then you got the, the young hyena in the slot. The good thing about us is Devontae Cross is 6'2", 210, and he will put his hands on you, and he's athletic. Nick Grant is six one, six foot two and some change, and he's strong. So you like your chances when it comes to one-on-one because you feel like if our corners are at the line of scrimmage, they're going to get their hands on you. They're going to put them paws on you. And they got good ball skills. So the pass rush can definitely play a role. You know, Zandir got his hands on a lot of balls last week buzzing underneath and playing the eyes of the quarterback. Um, offensively, what can we do? Louisville runs a 3-4 defense, right? But when you look at their starters, you see Abdullah, 6'1", 218. Rajay Burns is six foot one ninety seven. Those are their outside backers. What does that look like to you? Basically, two strong safeties playing outside backers, meaning they can probably run at that weight. At 218 and 197, I expect them to be fast. Matter of fact, I seen 22 Abdullah run down the running back from Clemson, number nine, their starter, from behind. So they can run. So they feel like they can stay in their base defense and cover you if you have, you know, four receivers. And they can get after Bryce because they feel like they're built for speed. So you got to go right at Louisville. You can't feel like you're going to outflake them. They can run sideline to sideline. And they're going to play you man on the outside as well. They'll play some type of man. They'll play some type of, you know, off coverage to where they're passing stuff off. If you motion across the formation, they'll just bump it 
and pass it off to the backer. If they bring in a nickel, it doesn't matter because one of the outside linebackers, like I said, is like a strong safety. And it may not even be a nickel. It's just usually their base. It's going to keep the same guys in because they feel like they can run with you. They, they, they're built for speed. It's the power that gives them trouble. You know, we look at the Boston College game. Boston College coming right downhill. They coming right at them. And that gave them some trouble with the big back that they had. But anytime somebody tries to outflank them, they do well. You look at the Notre Dame game, they did well defending Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame ran for the 200 yards, and that's the contrast. So we can't ever bank on what another team did because those teams ran the football. and They beat Boston College even though Boston College ran on them. But that game was 41-39. to 39. I don't really look at the Clemson game because that's Clemson. I'm just being real myself. I look at, you know, how Wake Forest played against them. The, the, the turnovers game, the turnovers killed them, Wake Forest. But that's football. You got to take care of the football. And can we win the turnover game yet again? We turned Duke over five times. That's been the common theme in the Coastal. Turnovers. Virginia Tech beat Miami. Look at the turnovers and also the sacks. But just look at the turnovers in the short field. We have to win field position versus Louisville, right? We score. You got to kick it away from their returner because they return just like Joe Reed. Not a special Joe Reed, but he's special. So hopefully Delaney kicks it through the end zone and they start backed up. Now, if we happen to punt the ball, you have to flip the field and get them a long field. You can't get Louisville a short field. Because if you have inconsistency at quarterback play and you're backed up as an offensive coordinator, you got to protect that quarterback. When you're in the field, you feel like you could get away with murder because you got, you got a lot of leeway. A lot of folks don't realize the reason why it's hard to start backed up because when you don't have a lot of confidence in your quarterback and your quarterback has some glaring weaknesses, you have to be very vanilla because you don't want the worst thing to happen, which is a pick or a fumble, a miscue, something like that. So if we could win that turnover game, that's why you do it. That's why you saw us last game when we were backed up and we ran the quarterback draw on third and 15. It's like, for what? Why give Duke an opportunity to possibly pick us off again because Bryce was kind of struggling throwing the football and give them a short field? No, you play the field position. Continue to back them up because sometimes you understand the tendency of, 14 when they're backed up they may not take a shot down the field as a db you understand things are going to come out quick you're not going to try so many misdirections and slow developing plays but offensively we got to once again demonstrate that bryce is the quarterback come out feature him yet again get a ball to 2-1 tyler papa coming downhill i like that not 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 the play where he where bryce just catches the ball from that pistol look and kind of steps to the side, and it's like a long developing ISO. No, I want him beside. I want him beside Bryce to where you put in the belly, and you got to hold that defense in. That's what I want. I want a true read, a true RPO. So when you put it in the belly of Tyler Papa, make sure that slot receiver to the side of Tyler Papa is giving me some type of bubble action, because I want that backer also to have to respond to that 
Because at one time, you just want to dive down and think we're just going to always run either Bryce or Tyler Papa, the Samoan slasher. We're going to say we're going to pop it to the outside. Or just have Cowley at tight end, running right at Cowley. Because once them linebackers want to step on up, then we're going to shoot it to the slot. Now, if that safety want to creep down, and that's a true indicator that we know everybody's firing. So that's when that slot comes into play. Or that's when a slant comes into play on the outside. But we got to give a true RPO look because they feel like they built for speed. So you use that speed against them. Misdirection. Don't try to outflank them with the misdirection. Misdirect them and cut it up because they will overflow. If you don't catch them going fast one way, once you flip it to a receiver coming the other way, they really going to be on their horses trying to get to the outside. And that's when you cut it up. But the thing that I saw a Louisville in their defense is you can attack them in the seams. Somebody's always going to be one-on-one. They're going to bracket two guys a lot of the times or they're going to buzz underneath somebody. But somebody's going to be left on the island, whether it's the corner and the boundary, whether it's the, the guy who's checking the slot. Somebody, like they will, they'll bracket both outside guys and sometimes leave the slot open with one guy. Or they'll bracket the field side receiver and the backside slot or the field side slot. I mean, they, they do, they do some, they do some things put like that. It's confusing, but somebody's going to be one-on-one. And that's why I like, I mean, that's what you see with Louisville. Maybe that's why they give up a lot of yards and a lot of points is because they trust themselves playing man-to-man on the outside. They really do. I think uh, Wake Forest had one of the best receivers in the country. And that's why he was eating like barbecue chicken out there that game. Now, granted, they still lost, but fourteen was definitely getting his getting his his buckets. They're going to play man to man. Clemson, they played man to man. So you better believe, Bryce. You threw those uh, back field, back shoulder throws last week. Be ready for it this game. But be ready. I do think, and you know, a lot of fans, y'all been making some great points about who should get the ball. I really do think this is the game that Cowley could get off. Tight end in the scene. Because he will be the lost guy. As a matter of fact, I want to say Boston College ran an over route with their tight end out of three receivers set, but the tight end was the third receiver, so it was basically twins to the field strong. And they just left the tight end unblocked and he had like a 60 yard touchdown catch so might want to watch the Boston College game because they feature their tight ends a lot and I'm glad coach spoke up that Cowley should be featured I mean we got a lot of guys that should be featured like Tyler Popper should you know get more touches and that's a great that's a great problem to have like everybody as a fan I'm glad you guys understand the weapons that we have that everybody should get more touches and we've been having a lot of discussions on the Sabre. I have a lot of discussions on Twitter. Salute to all the fans that interact with me, man, that I love you guys' feedback. And um, no answer is a dumb answer. No questions is a dumb question. You guys got a lot of insight, man. And I, I get excited that you guys want a lot of these young men to get more touches. That understand that, that, that displays the investment that you have in the program and how much you truly feel about their skill sets. And last year, everybody used to say Evan Butts should get the ball more. And he probably was underutilized. And I feel like the games where we got Cowley the ball, we were successful. Look at the first half versus Notre Dame. We was getting them the ball. 
You look at last year versus Duke when we won the road and we got bust the ball. We won. You look at last game, we got Cowley, his touch on the RPO. When he is featured and he's put out in routes and he's available, we are a better offense. Like, real talk. Like, that's a true assessment. Just like last game, even though Bryce didn't get it to the backs, but just using them in the past game, you saw the beauty in that the offense could have and has. You know what I'm saying? Even though Bryce didn't see them, maybe he'll see them this game and he'll get Tyler Popper on a wheel route. Like I talked about in the last podcast. Maybe he'll see Atkins out in the flats. Maybe he'll see Joe B. Quick in the flats. You know what I'm saying? But lo and behold, when three is tucking it and he got a linebacker in the middle of the field and a receiver on the outside, you know what I want. I want the barbecue chicken man to come out. I want three to put them on dunnadunts. Either he jumping over their head or he giving them two pieces and a biscuit. At the end of the day, if three going to tuck and go, I want three to tuck and go. Because when three tuck and go, we tough to stop. We are tough to stop. And when he get his mojo going and he start hitting you with that three to the neck, that arm become that much better. So as long as he getting down and sliding, and that's one thing, salute to you, Bryce, man. You've been getting down and sliding. I know a lot of times you want to run a lot of these chumps over because you bigger than them, but you starting to slide and you starting to take less hits. And kudos to the offensive line last game, man. I don't think I gave them enough props, man. Salute to them big boys that was on the walkthrough, too. Chris Glazer and them boys, Ryan Kismar and and, and, uh, Joe. Salute to them. They did a better job versus Duke. They did. And the times Bryce did get sacked, they brought more. They ran some games. You know, they beat the scheme. But they did a hell of a job, man. And – and. for us to be on them since the Notre Dame game, I felt like I did them a disservice by not really praising them. Because I'll, 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 I'll chop you down, but I'll definitely build you up. So I wanted to make sure that you guys keep this up because we definitely going to need you. Because we got to have to run the ball. You got to keep that offense off the field. If we're going to throw the ball, it has to be short pass. It has to be completions. You can't stop the clock. You cannot allow this offense to remain on the field versus our defense and continue to get added reps. Because sooner or later, they're going to pop one. That's just football. So offense, you have to run the football. They want to run the football 40 times. It should be a quick game because we should run the ball 30 times. I ain't saying we got to match them because we want to be balanced. But dang it, if they're going to come downhill, we got to return the favor. Just like playing basketball. West Virginia want to press you, then we got to start pressing them back. Can't just let them be in their comfort zone. We we un- we comfortable with being uncomfortable. But are they comfortable with being uncomfortable? So my keys to the games is this, because I didn't talk your head off long enough. Number one, control the line of scrimmage. What does that mean? Stop them from running the ball and you run the ball. Take away what they do and enhance what they feel like we can't do. You have to run the football to beat. Louisville, you do. And you got to stop them from running. Because when you run the football, the clock continues to run. And what you do is you take them out of the comfort zone. If you can stop them and get points up on them early and demonstrate you can stop the run, how long will they stay with it? Right? I didn't really look at the second half of the Clemson game, and maybe Hawkins got a lot of his yards when the the game was out, out of hand. But 
you got to run. You're capable of running the football. Like Boston College, they may have ran for 236 in Boston College, but Boston College ran for 259. They may have ran for 225 versus Wake Forest, but Wake Forest ran for two, 245. They ran for 156 versus Clemson. Clemson ran for 298. So they'll give up what they're given. It's right there. But how much are we going to invest in this? Can we execute as well as those teams? That is the question. That's the question. Can we do it? Because you can look at this, look at them statistically and say they could give it up, whether through the air or through the ground, but got to be efficient. So one thing I said about their previous opponents was they were efficient, the team that beat them. The teams that beat them took care of the ball and were efficient. The teams that didn't turned the ball over. You look at turnovers, Wake Forest had three. They lost the turnover game. Uh, Notre Dame won the turnover game. They they turned Louisville over three times, won the game. Clemson turned them over three times, won the game. Florida State turned them over two times, won the game. Everybody that beat them won the turnover battle. Matter of fact, every win that they have, they won the turnover battle. Well, East, except for Eastern Kentucky. So anytime they've won the turnover battle, they've won the game. That's how they beat Wake Forest. That's exactly how they beat Wake Forest. Clemson beat them by one turnover. So, you know the motto. The second one is turnover. Take care of the ball, UVA. Everybody wants turnovers. Generate them. Take care of the ball. Third, and more importantly, I already talked about running the ball. Limit the sacks. No, 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 no. Win field position. Win the field position battle. Got to win the field position battle. You have to. Have to. Because if you're running the ball and you're being successful, you're probably controlling the clock. If you win the turnover game, you're probably controlling the clock. And if you win the turnover game, you're probably winning the field position game as well. You will hope that when you generate those turnovers, it was on their side of the 50 backed up. So that's all I got for y'all, man. It's the Ballhawk Show. Make sure you go to stsujuice.com for your Shut the Hell Up Juice Apparel. Appreciate everybody's purchase. Also go to amahawkins.com if you're looking for anything that I'm doing, uh, whether it's CBS 19, whether it's the, the walkthrough, whether it's these podcasts. If you don't want to go on iTunes, you don't want to go to anchor.fm, you don't want to go to Spotify, Google Play, Blog Talk Radio. If you just want to go to one spot for every single thing that I do, Go to AhmadHawkins.com and you have everything that you need. And you can also shoot me an email as well at the bottom of the website. It's the Ballhawk Show, man. You know the motto, good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Salute to y'all. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.